Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create your dream business so you can live the dream lifestyle that you want and deserve. Yes, success is not only possible, you deserve success. And now, welcome the dream business coach, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. And those are all great things in anybody's business. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I'm so excited. This week's show, we got a very special guest. Is a uh, He is a successful real estate investor with a very unique twist on this part of the uh, market. My guest is Mark Podolsky. Let me briefly introduce Mark, and we'll bring him right on. Mark is known as the Land Geek, which is kind of cool, and he's widely considered the country's most trusted and foremost authority on buying and selling raw, undeveloped land within the United States. Mark has been actively investing in real estate and raw land since 2001 and has completed over 5,000 unique transactions. Mark's company, Frontier Equity Properties, LLC, is an A-plus rated BBB real estate company. I'll have to ask him what the BBB is. Mark has achieved this level of success largely due to his core business philosophy, happy customers guaranteed. Love that. Mark is the host of one of the top-rated podcasts, in the investing category on iTunes, aptly titled The Best Passive Income Model. I was very uh, pleased to be a guest on that recently. Mark is also the host of the Land Geek podcast, Work Smart, Earn More, and Learn How. Mark, hey, man, you're a busy guy. Thanks for being my guest. How you doing? Hey, Jim. I'm great. I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm rocking the treadmill desk as we speak. Oh, my because gosh. Jim- I hope you're not going to be out of breath. No, no, sitting's new smoking. It's great. I'm going like one mile per hour. <laughs> That's great. I swear, earlier this morning, I had to get something in, in my basement. I was on the phone with my sister, and I said, hold on, I'll be right back. By the time I get back here, it took me like 10 minutes to calm down. I'm so, I'm so winded. But anyway, I, it, it sounds like you're uh, doing a lot better than me. Hey, first of all, I love the land geek. I mean, you know, a lot of what I do is branding and positioning. And, and to have a name which, first of all, stands out, makes you go, huh? You know, it, it's it's so cool. How did you come up with the Land Geek? You know, it's funny because, you know, my name, Mark Podolsky, is not a memorable name. And most people can't even pronounce it. So I was actually, you know, walking one day, and I love audiobooks. And I'm listening on Audible to, I forget the guy's name, but some marketing audiobook. And he mentioned you should brand yourself for this very reason. I thought to myself, you know what? I'm a geek and I love land and I got the glasses. I've got the look. I thought, you know what? I'm going to brand myself a land geek. And, uh, that's how it came to be. And I, it's funny. It's been the best thing I've ever done because the people that I attract are geeky like me. And so it's great. Like I, I, I love my community. So, uh, in the introduction, I said a plus rated BBB. Is that better business bureau? Or is that something else? Uh, better business bureau. Oh, there you go. See, if I just opened up my brain a little bit, I would have figured that out. Um, The other thing, happy customers guaranteed. I mean, man, you know, I've been in business a a very long time, and I am all about retention. In in fact, I teach retention instead of acquisition because all the profits is in keeping customers longer. Way to do that, man, you just got to keep them happy. Has that always been your business philosophy, or or tell me about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I think I even told you back in the day, I probably read one of your books and it stuck with me. But um, yeah, I mean, it's always go. been, but you know, because real estate, it's not a matter of uh, if you're going to be sued, it's a matter of when, right? And so I really consciously kind of came to the conclusion, like it's never a good idea to fight with a customer and conflicts are going to occur. So I just make them happy. If someone's not happy with a piece of raw land that they bought from me, I'll either exchange it for a piece of land they love. I'll refund them. I'll do whatever it takes to make that person happy. And because of that kind of mindset and philosophy, I've, you know, knock on wood, I, I've never been sued. And um, it's a very rare thing in my in my business. Yeah. You know, I have this thing I teach I call no ripple effect. And what that means is if a customer is unhappy, first of all, I'll do anything in my power within, you know, within certain reasons to make them happy. Uh, same thing with a uh, staff member, if, if somebody's going to lose, or team member. Um, I want them to leave in a way that they actually feel good about leaving. It sounds kind of weird, but basically it's the no ripple effect because in this in this day and age, this technical, technically uh, advanced, where we're, we're interconnected across this planet, you can do you can do one thing in like Philadelphia, it'll be around the world in literally a minute. You know what I mean? And, um, no, it, so, it's amazing, and it's extremely powerful. I mean, this is a, a true story that happened to me the other day. I have a, a piece of software I have to use, and the company is very. It was very inexpensive, and they're like, they weren't happy about the price they sold me the, the software. So they try to make money on the support. So I got a new PC, and I emailed them and said, "Hey, I need the new the the link, the original link you sent me when I registered for the software to download it on my new." computer and they said sure 250 dollars we'll send you the link Whoa. so i so i said now wait a second i'm not asking for you to install the software i'm just asking for the original link because they knew i was a customer and uh and so i said i said look i'll give you a choice you can do this for me and you can email me it or i'm going to use this as an opportunity as a case study on how to not give good customer service on my two podcasts to my 17,000 Twitter followers in Facebook and LinkedIn. And whenever anyone Googles your company, that's going to be the first thing that comes up. Are you sure this is how you want to approach it? <laughs> He's like, okay, we'll do it. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's it, awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, but it's so a shame. It's you, had to, you had to, you had, had to threaten the guy. I had to threaten the guy. He's like, I don't like being, you know, uh, blackmailed. I'm like, who's blackmailing who? I'm like, just send me the link. Yeah, I, you know, I, I go through computers about every two years, and I finally wised up the last time or the time before last, and all because you don't buy. Remember the days you used to buy the DVDs or CDs, and you had the little card with the number on it and stuff, authentication yeah. code. Well, I put everything in um, in folders now you know, the Gmail folders or whatever, and so it's easy. And so when I replace this computer, I always do it kind of end of year. I, I set up everything. I think there was one thing I couldn't find, and they actually did help me out, but um, that is such a drag. I mean, it's not the expense of buying the computer. It's the entire day setting the thing up, right? I mean, it's such a really horrible is, thing. Exactly. It's terrible. It's terrible. And, you know, I'm, I'm so conscious of my time because it's our most precious resource. I can... I can buy pretty much anything else, but I can't buy more time. 
Right. So let's talk about um, your entrepreneurial journey, Mark. I know you're you're internationally known as the land geek, and um, right. but that was that wasn't always so. Um, what were you doing, you know, prior to 2001? So I was a pretty miserable investment banker, and I specialized in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups to acquire mid-market companies, enterprise value of say five to five hundred million dollars. And so I'm looking at companies all day long and we're analyzing them. And so your average company had 10% EBIT margins or free cash flow, EBITDA, right? Your above average companies were at 15%. A lot of companies I was looking at were at below 10%. And this guy that we hired that I was working with was telling me that he was making 300% going to tax deed auctions and flipping these raw lots online. Well, Jim, I'm from Missouri, the show me state. I don't believe him. So I go with him to New Mexico to one of these tax deed auctions. I've got like $3,000 saved up for car repairs. And I bought at that auction 10 half acre lots in the middle of New Mexico for $300 each. And sure enough, I did exactly what my friend told me to do. I put them up online, and they all sold within the next 30 days for over $1,200. So I took that money. And now remember, I'm miserable at my job. I've got like right. a 45 minutes to meet to work, micromanaged. I hated it. So I took all that money from the first tax deed auction. I went to one in Arizona where I live, and I made $90,000 cash in the next six months just selling these these inexpensive lots. And so I said to my wife, I'm like, I think I'm onto something. I think I'm going to quit my job. And she said, absolutely not. I, said, I know, okay, I know that I, feeling. I, I said, fine, fine. So I worked land part-time for 18 months at the same time I was doing my miserable investment banking job. And once the land investing income exceeded my income from the investment banking, I quit. And I've been doing it full-time ever since. So it took me about 18 months. That is such a cool story. And, you know, a lot of people, Mark, they wonder, well, how do I get started? Do I quit? Do I go part-time? And then they're always like, well, if I go part-time, am I just shortchanging or, you know what I mean? So, but uh, there is there is something to be said for direct deposit, insurance, vacation, <laughs> you know, feeding the kids. So that's uh, right, right, your wife's yeah. comfort, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a six-month-old at home and, you know, mortgage, like, I had responsibility, so I couldn't just do what I really wanted to do right away. I, there, there was some delayed gratification, but like you said, I mean, I think it was a smart play because if things yeah. did go terribly wrong, I, I, you know, I could have figured something else out. So when you would, I mean, was this just like a course or did you, somebody just say, Hey, do this and then market here, advertise it here. I mean, was it, I mean, you made it sound simple. I, I, it's usually not that simple. Right, right. It's a very simple business model. So basically, I mean, no one really taught me. I kind of, you know, learned as I went and I made tons of mistakes. There really wasn't someone like me out there where I could just buy a course. I wish there was because I, I would have saved a lot of money and made it, you know, would have made too many mistakes. But um you know, basically, I just kind of went through the school of hard knocks, but the model in and of itself is solid in the sense that, you know, we're buying an asset 20, 30 cents on the dollar, 
and then we're flipping it for either cash online at 75, 80 cents per dollar. But the best way that I like to sell it, the way that I, I think is ideal to get the passive income is to do owner financing. So for example, let's say I buy a piece of land for $1,000 from a distressed owner that owes back taxes and lives out of state. We do our due diligence. Everything's you know free and clear, no liens or encumbrances, and we buy it. Well, I could probably flip it for $4,000 cash if I wanted to, but I probably typically would sell it for $10,000 on a note. So I'd sell it for $1,000 down, and then I like to keep it as a car payment, around $249 a month, let's say 12.7% interest. And over the next 10 years, I'm getting this passive income on a one-time sale on an asset I don't have to maintain, I don't have to protect, no tenants, no toilets, no termites, no trash. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I don't have to deal with Dodd-Frank, I don't have to deal with the SAFE Act or RESPA or all this onerous real estate legislation because land is exempt because we're not dealing with a tenant. And that's why I think it's the best passive income model because you've got this one-time sale and then passive income coming in every single month on this note. It's just paper. Is somebody who's is the person who's buying uh, your average sale like you just described, what are they doing with it? Are they building on it or what are they doing to, with the property? Yeah, I mean, I think 90% of my investors are just that. They are investors. So they want something that's real, right? Ted Turner is the largest landowner in the United States, and he's quoted as saying, buy land. It's the only thing that lasts. So I call them legacy investors. So they want to either pump up their own balance sheet to their banker. Um, they want somewhere maybe to bug out to. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that show, Nat National Geographic's uh, American Preppers, but these are people like we would call survivalists, right? They're they're hoping for the best, but they're planning for the worst, right? Okay. So they want somewhere to go. A lot of people use it recreationally. Sometimes they'll improve it and they'll build on it. So it just depends on the piece of property, but I think 90% of my customers are what I call legacy investors. They just want to own an asset that they can afford and that maybe one day they'll use and improve. You know, where I live, um, uh, southeastern Pennsylvania, when we moved out here 28, 30 years ago, it, was, it wasn't a one-horse town, but it was very, very underdeveloped compared to what it is now. And I'm thinking, man, if, if somebody had bought land way back then when it was nothing but farm fields and stuff, and now there's like houses everywhere, McMansions, townhome communities, all that – is that is that typically the kind of thing, or or are the people buying this land like say they just want to own the land, and and it someday are they hoping that you know as as the population grows we keep pushing out further and further and eventually somebody will buy it or? Yeah, I mean you know there's people that like to invest like that, so there those are path of growth investors. Um, if you typically look at a at a a chart, let's say, or a graph of land, right, it'll go real flat and slightly slope and then it'll hockey stick up right as as development comes in well we shortcut that hockey stick approach by you know using the the note effect or the time value of money in owner financing so you know if we buy a piece of property for say five thousand dollars we can sell it owner financing over the next 10 15 years for maybe forty fifty thousand dollars and as long as it comps out around that 
but it's such a huge inefficient market and you know private equity groups hedge funds REITs don't play in this niche it we pretty much have it all to ourselves that's crazy tell me about your two podcasts i'm curious i mean it takes me enough just to keep one going i'm going to almost my fourth year i think how do you what's the deal with the two podcasts they completely two different uh audiences no i mean you know the the land geek podcast was my first podcast and then after i did it for about a year and had 90 episodes um i got kind of bored with it so i thought you know let's do another one so we kept all those episodes and now we have the best passive income model podcast where we interview experts like yourself and talk a little bit more about general success than we do just my niche and you know in real estate so that's how the two are kind of bifurcated and now i'm starting a third podcast this week called the art of passive income where we're going to go outside and look at different passive income models atm investing maybe mobile home investing uh, you know, buying a, a cell tower, um, website flipping. So all these different interesting models and we'll kind of analyze them and talk to different experts and think, you know, these are, you know, my, I think I've got the best passive income model, but maybe I don't. Maybe there's other, you know, passive income models out there that are even better. Um, and let's explore it. It's really cool. Tell me about your training programs because, you know, I'm somebody – I mean, I've got some, I'm, I'm not an unintelligent person, but I got my own niche of where I think my intelligence and my gift gifts are, and I clearly don't really get the real estate thing too much, and especially, you know, when you, you and I met a, a couple of weeks ago and talking about land only, that I, I was just intrigued with that. So, I imagine there's people who come to you and do you offer what online training programs? You sell, you know, home study courses. Yeah, we have something called the Investors Toolkit, and it walks them through the five systems in buying and selling raw land and it's you know it's fantastic so um but you know that being said if you have more time than money we have so much free content out there that you don't even need to get the course so i've got you know between the podcast and youtube videos and we have a free facebook group you know, it's, there's no knowledge gap. There's no more secrets, Jim. I right? know. So all we do is we package it nicely in this investor's toolkit and have a nice one-stop shop for people. But otherwise, they can do it themselves. I'm thinking of entrepreneurs, um, Mark, that are, are let's say, uh, like you, I guess, 18 years ago or, or whenever that was, and you're working in a job you couldn't stand and – you thought you'd give this a try, but you weren't sure it was a good idea. Thankfully, your wife told you you're not quitting and <laughs> and uh, keep your button in that chair and, and do your business and, and prove to me that this is a good idea. There's so many people, and I'm sure you've met them on, on your podcast as well, that are, they're wondering, is the idea that I have a good one, is it worth pursuing? What do you say to people like that? You know, I think that today is the best day ever to be an entrepreneur. Because when I started, and probably when you started, Jim, we didn't have such robust and simple and easy to use uh, tools at our disposal. I mean, if I wanted to test a product or a service, I could probably test it right now for 50 bucks and create a, a minimum viable product, you know, throw a little bit, you know, throw up a landing page in about five minutes 
and see how many people opt in to that idea and throw a little bit of paid traffic at it on a Facebook ad and just test the market and see where in the old days you'd have to talk to a hundred friends. You think that's a good idea? Well, I don't know. You know, you just didn't know, right? But today you can know for, you know, a hundred dollars or less, honestly, um, and test an idea. So if you have an idea, there's no excuse anymore not to test it and, and see where that market takes you and start having a conversation with those people that say, yeah, they are interested. And um, I'm a real big believer in that, that ask method and the survey methodology to find out, well, what do you want? And then solve that problem. Yeah. You know, when I was in uh, late 80s, early 90s in the franchise business, I mean, we had to spend, I mean, our budget was somewhere around 125000 a year to place ads in airline magazines, Inc., and all, you know, uh, USA Today had a franchise section once a month. We spent gobs of money, and only did we know if our phone rang or if somebody requested information. That's really the only way we knew if it was working. Today, gosh, I couldn't imagine being in that business today where you could put up some ads on different websites, banner ads, you know, lead gen, pay-per-click ads, that type of thing. And and you'd know without spending $125,000 if something is connecting or not. What a different world right. we live in. It, yeah, it's crazy, right? It is crazy. So it has been quite a journey for you, um, you know, from uh, in, uh, mergers and acquisitions, and now now you're the the land geek, and and you're you know you're doing quite well for yourself. What what do you think lessons learned? If there was uh, maybe one or two lessons that you learned along the way, did you slow walk it? Well, probably knowing you, I'm thinking you probably fast walked it, and your wife pulled the reins back a little bit. But what other lessons do you think you learned? I, I think that you know when I when I look back at my journey, um, a lot of it was luck, and I think that the fact that I didn't have a mentor really hurt me. And it mm. wasn't until maybe 2010 that the economy kicked me so hard that I thought to myself, you know what, I'm I'm not as great as I think. And uh, the ego really got smashed, and um, and that really forced me to treat everything I was doing more systematically. You know, get myself a personal board of directors, um, find a few mentors, coaches, and that's really what helped me get to the next level. Because without that, I didn't know what I didn't know, and unfortunately, you know, everyone was making money in real estate. When I started from 2001 to 2006, I, you know, it wasn't me. It was just the market. Um, I made millions of dollars just because I was just in the right place at the right time. Right. And then 2008 right. comes along and, you know, my income got hit by 50% and I wasn't prepared for it. And I really, it was so easy. I didn't treat it like a business. I didn't have systems. I didn't have automation. Um, you know, I was really more of a, a solopreneur, and now today, because of that, I got some coaching. I got some some people on my team that you know really had a lot more experience than I have, and really helped me get to that next level. So I, I think looking back on it, um, I got lucky, and I got unlucky, and then I got lucky again. That's awesome. 
Man, this this uh, this time always goes by so quickly when I'm chatting with somebody I get along with. Well, not that I don't get along with other guests. That's probably the wrong way to say it. But you know, I really uh, I really enjoy our stories, and um, you know, we got a lot in common. So uh, really appreciate you coming on the program. So I'm I'm sure there's something like thelandgeek.com. I'd be surprised if that wasn't your URL. So how can people learn more about you? There it is, thelandgeek.com. They can download for free the Passive Income Blueprint. Get the ebook, How to Avoid the Three Fatal Land Buying Mistakes, and get access to uh, the 90 episodes of the Land Geek uh, podcast archive. That's awesome. Landgeek.com. Mark, thanks so much for being my special guest. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate you having me. All right, man. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with the land geek, Mr. Mark Podolsky himself. Stick Like Glue Radio. Remember, it's the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. I am your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. As always, I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Watch for another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. Until then, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, ever give up. Hey, go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take for care, more information and free resources on how to create your dream business, connect with Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, at www.getjimpalmer.com. And be sure to check out Dream Business Coach TV, powerful two-minute videos filled with Jim's unique smart marketing and business building advice. See them all at www.dreambizcoach.tv. That's www.dreambizcoach.tv. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue Radio. And remember, success is not only possible, you deserve success.